Glory be to God in the highest. Goodwill to all men which comes from God and our Savior Jesus Christ ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus family friends and foes and yes even foes in the family and to the standing between the living and the dead pardon me prayer devotional memorial family and evangelistic services or service family members and partners in Christ we all ought to be thankful that we're not partners in crime but partners in Christ uh, my beloved ladies and gentlemen uh, this is Daniel White the third President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 300 or rather episode number 636 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. <clears throat> this unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. And if reading the Bible is boring to you uh, and you don't see it as exciting then you might want to check your salvation. If praying to God is boring to you uh, then you might need to check your salvation uh, because reading the Bible is the most exciting thing the most real thing going on in the world today along with prayer shall we pray before we read Holy Father God I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord, for giving us a mind to pray earlier. 
even to pray for this service and for the service tonight. As we will, by your grace, if you should tarry your coming, and if you would allow us to live, we'll remember you in the communion service or the Lord's Supper. And so, Holy Father God, prepare us for that even now. As, Lord, hopefully everybody under the sound of my voice, everybody, Lord, in this audience, everybody around the world, help us all, Lord, to praise you and to thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for all of our sins and took all of our sins away. Through his shed blood. And we praise you and we thank you for your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word and for all of the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Grant us your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your fruit, and your liberty of your Holy Spirit to pray, to read your Holy Word, to comprehend your Holy Word, and to understand it, to obey it, to love it, and to live by it and to apply it to our lives. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years every day of our lives lord i would not trade this christian journey for anything in the world it is the most exciting life to live and i thank you for putting me on this path at the age of 19 i wish lord i had enough sense and understanding to have done it earlier now and uh, I do not regret that day you saved my soul from the power and the pain of sin and the punishment of sin, which I didn't know anything about before that day. I thank you, Lord, for hearing the prayer that you put in my heart, because I don't know, know where else it would have come from. When I prayed as a child, show, show me the light. And I'm sure I'm not the only one you did that for. And Holy Father God, I pray on this beautiful Sunday that you would have continued mercy and grace, Lord, upon my soul and all of the saved people in my family and in this country, in this audience, and around the globe. And help them to pray for themselves. And Lord, confess our sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, have continued mercy and grace upon us. And forgive us, Lord, of our sins, 
our faults and our failures. Wash and cleanse our hearts, minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. Crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us uh, as your saved people and fill us at this moment today with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit. Put a God at our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against you in word, thought, or deed. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin, and grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And help us, Lord, on this beautiful Sunday to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight for the salvation of my wife, Marika White, of 34 years. Uh, Lord, uh, back in those days, uh, being a, an evangelist, I thought that anybody who said they were saved and they were going to church was saved. Uh, I just believed them because salvation is so simple. Uh, but you have taught me uh, over the years that everybody who says they're saved are not, even though they may work faithfully in the church. My wife is that way. I believe her mother's that way, and her two aunts are that way. My mother's that way. My two sisters are that way. They're religious but lost. Uh, for they like to do the showy stuff in church and around other people, but they uh, they do not obey your holy word. Thank you for the. Uh, rather long, rather lengthy article that uh, I put up this morning joining with Dr. Matera about that same issue because I am convinced that the failure in the church today is because pastors have been more concerned about attendance and church membership and paying members than they have been about the eternal salvation of the souls of these people. And so we have a hodgepodge and things all jumbled up in the church today where people don't even know salvation from church membership. And so Holy Father God, I pray that you'd rectify that bad situation, that confused and convoluted situation and so I find myself and have found myself down through the years now of marriage, 34 years of marriage, realizing and accepting the fact that my wife, Marika White, has never been born again, has never been saved. 
she's just religious and lost. And, uh, and I have other family members that way. No doubt there are people in this audience who just came out of a church service who are that way. Uh, they love to hear sing song preaching and they love the music and they love doing things and showing that they can do things in the church but they have never been born again. Open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears. Uh, Lord, I pray for thousands and millions who are that way. As I was, big time, I would have been shocked if I had died before you saved my soul. I would have been shocked, no doubt to this day, that I would be in hell. And so, Holy Father God, have your Holy Ghost to not give these people rest until they come to know your Savior. Lord, help them to believe in you and to trust in you. For you have said it best, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Lord, save that soul that is near as hell today. In spite of us, reclaim the backslidden. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the lost around the world, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning. In this country and around the globe, draw them to yourself as only you know how to do, I don't know how you do it. All I know is how you did me. And Holy Father God, as you know, I was not looking for you, but you found me, and you answered that prayer of a little boy. And I thank you for that. And Holy Father God, I do pray uh, on this beautiful Sunday, that you will lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties <coughs> and troubles and problems and fears from our feeble hearts. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would fill us with your peace, the pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you would, <clears throat> rather this early afternoon, deliver us, Lord, from all of our, as saved people in my family and beyond, uh, in this audience and beyond uh, Christians in this world. Deliver us, Lord, from trying to handle the things that we can't handle. And help us to be humble even as men. And to realize that you show up and show out in our weakness. And we need to acknowledge our weakness. And ask you for your help. And I do that again, Lord, and I pray that you would uh, deliver me and all of us in the Christian family from tribulations and troubles, trials and temptations, tests and tensions, 
Help us to learn the lessons you want us to learn and do not pass us on until we have learned them. Uh, give us the grace, as the old saints used to say, to climb and the strength to climb and to overcome. And Holy Father God, I do pray tonight for uh, rather this early afternoon, I do pray, Lord, that you will deliver us from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family and financial, legal and student loan debt and student progress problems help everybody to move on and uh, to do your work and to do your will. in their lives. Lord God in heaven, I praise you and thank you for all of my children and I thank you for blessing them all to be successful and I pray that you'll help each one to be consistently obedient to you so that they can consistently be uh, blessed by you and have your favor. Uh, that you have blessed me to pass uh, on to them. Uh, help them to understand that the great and grand success that they're having right now in their lives and my oldest two daughters being in a position to help the others get started well uh, and finish well their college education uh, is the favor that you have blessed me with and passed on to them. Help them not to mess it up with sin and evil and foolishness. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you would uh, let me say to you, Lord, thank you for remembering mercy and grace while the church has been under chastisement and rebuke. And the world has been under punishment because you love us, not because you hate us. You want your people to come back to you and you want people who are lost to come to your son for their salvation and holy father god have it to be so according to your will let your will be done and not ours and holy father god i pray tonight on this sunday even lord on this sunday even as beautiful as it is i pray for all of my children i pray for the children of the people in this audience those who name the name of Christ and those who don't. I pray, Lord, for the children of saints across this country and around the globe. I pray, Lord, for all of our families. Lord, comfort those Christian families that are hurting and suffering down in Florida, Florida, one of my home states. And Lord, uh, uh, help the saints to confess sin and repent. Help us all who name the name of Christ in this country to humble ourselves 
and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways. And Holy Father God, thank you for your holy word that simply says, have faith in God. And one of my favorite passages that I had my wife to write down, Lord, and Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, And shall not doubt in his heart, But shall believe that those things which he saith Shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Thank you, Lord, for your holy word. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, When ye pray, believe, That ye receive them, And ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, Forgive. If you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Holy Father God, I thank you so much for that passage and all of your other prayer passages from the Old Testament and the New Testament that we have gone over this past week and that I have sent to my children every day. Call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight that you'll bless and protect my family and my children especially and all of the saints in this audience and around the world. Protect us, Lord, today from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil and the demons of hell. As you know, Lord, I have already warned my wife not to allow the devil to control her and to use her. And I pray, Lord, now, because I'm not ignorant of the devil's devices, uh, the devil has tried, as always, to hinder this service uh, through her. Uh, but Lord, uh, it has not—it has not been as bad as it normally is. But it can get bad real quick, like the Eurocladon storm in the Bible rose pretty quickly. Uh, and so, Lord, I thank you that you've taught me over the years not to be ignorant of the devil's devices, that the devil could use her or somebody else to try to hinder your gospel from going forward because he's the great hinderer. And you have taught me that he never sleeps, he never rests, he is constantly at it, especially at people who are doing it every day, all day. And he wants this praying to stop. He wants this preaching of the gospel every day to stop. This praying without ceasing all day long to stop. And he will use anybody to try to stop it. 
And so thank you, Lord, that I'm not ignorant of the devil's devices. He can jump during this service. He has done so. He can jump after the services through my wife or someone else or something else. And uh, Lord, uh, I will not be at this point shocked at anything. And I thank you, Lord, for having that, for your giving me that alertness and vigilance when things are placid and peaceful even. So, Lord, I pray that my wife, Marika White, would come to know you as Savior so that she can fight that battle and fight the devil from the inside out through you and not me just have to fight it from the outside in in her life. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would indeed bless and protect my family, my children, Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle, Duran, Danielle, and Quazia. Uh, all of my offspring protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and Christians and Christian children around the world. Protect us from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place the Lord upon us, the whole armor of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. And make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. Again, Lord, we thank you for the life of your servant, Dr. John McNeil, Jr. Thank you, Lord, for putting in my heart to honor him as a great man of God and servant of yours. And who has had an impact in my life. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And I thank you, Lord. As you have commanded us to give honor where honor is due. And uh, it's just a joy to be able to get from you the heart to remember people like that. A man who didn't know me. I was never a member of his church. He, and I never even thought about joining his church. But he treated me like a father to a son, like a, and, and like a pastor to a, a church member. Anytime I wanted to bounce some th things off of him and ask him some questions about the vision you put in my heart to reach black America with the gospel and beyond, he was always available. He always helped out always was willing to host a conference or come speak in a conference way up in other parts of the country. Lord, I give you the glory, praise, and honor and thanks for this man of God and all of the other men of God that you led me to honor for their faithfulness to you while they're living, not after they're dead. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray that you'll have me, Lord, to do everything I need to do today for your glory, praise, and honor. By the power of your unction, anointing, and Holy Spirit,
and uh, Lord to do it to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ for we all must say with John the Baptist you must increase and I must decrease have it to be so in Jesus Christ's name I do pray we do pray I hope amen Oh, I wish I could sing. I wish I could sing it. Now, I like the way I sing. But when I listen to myself, I don't see how anybody else can like it. That's why I do not torture you anymore with my singing. Today, beloved, by the grace of God, I have the uh, high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, from the Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. We're still in the wisdom books. And don't get embarrassed. This is very fitting. Uh, passage today we didn't we didn't work it out this way because on today we're in, we are encouraging I am encouraging I'm joining with uh, Cameron Burr forget her first name I don't know Candace Cameron Burr she is a delightful vivacious Christian woman she's married and, uh, and, and, and she wants Christian people, Christian women who are married to celebrate sex with their spouses and stop being so critical of her because she celebrates married sex. And I do too. And I join her in doing that. It is one of the greatest gifts uh, in the history of the world that God has given to married people uh, is, 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 a, is a reward and then the children that come from it the Bible says is a reward and it's good to have your quiver full God gave me my quiver full and, and it was just a joy I had just as much fun as the children serving God together and doing fun things together than they did. I know that for a fact. I had just as much fun and maybe with some of them I had more fun. Fun, fun, fun. There's nothing like godly Christian family fun. And um, 
and uh, and then even though my wife and I do not have a great marriage like I hope some of you do you say you hope so why are you not uh, hoping for yourself uh, when you're saved and you're born again you can truly be happy for other people and so uh, even though we don't have a great marriage the sex part has been great and uh, she is of course embarrassed a little bit about that uh, as a woman as a human being but uh, she has never uh, been a problem in that area that's and that's one of the main reasons why we that one, uh, it was the main reason why I got married I did not get married for romance or anything like that. I got married to have sex legally. And uh, uh, without guilt. Because see, when you're saved, listen to me well, as I wrote earlier today. When you're saved, if you commit sin, you're going to feel guilty. Whereas before you got saved, you didn't feel guilty. See? And this is why some of you don't pray because God's going to heighten that guilt if you come to him and you're living in sin and doing things you have not, uh, you're not supposed to do. And by the way, the, the, the sin that we people, uh, and, and, and especially, and I know this, uh, we Negroes uh, commit is fornication and adultery and, I, and the white folks are doing it too but I do know that's that's been the thing in our community I don't care if you like it or not black lives matters <laughs> I don't care uh, you've been coming after me for a long time now I don't I can care less it's the truth uh, that's one thing we're gonna do we're gonna get a bucket of chicken and some hot sauce and we're going to go at it, doing things we ought not to do, enjoying things we ought not to enjoy, and they don't bother us if we're lost. That's why sinners do what they do. They, they do it with gusto. I did it with gusto when I was lost. I, I thought something was wrong with you if you were not running with me to get these girls, get these women. Man, what's wrong with you? And I would, I would say this today. There's something wrong with our men today. If you're interested in a man's, uh, you're interested in, a, in, in, in some ugly, stinking man and all these beautiful, fat women around here, you've got to be kidding me, man. That's why that's one of the reasons why I hate that sin so much. Because you, I don't know what in the world. What do you see in a bony, ugly, stinking, hairy men, uh, man? And, 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 and you think, you girls, you young people think women are nasty. And they are. But men are nastier. Have you ever been in a man's bathroom? That's the last place, that's the last place on earth a man wants to go. Because men don't, they, they don't clean up nothing. Nasty. And what you want with a snake and ugly nasty bony man I said it I don't care if you like it on Sunday 
That's ridiculous with all these beautiful, fine women out here, man. See, I, if I was uh, an atheist, which I'm not, I would have to believe there's a God to, to shape who, who, who made... Uh, I would have to believe there was a God somewhere who made women so voluptuous and so beautiful. What's wrong? Huh, son? What is wrong? You can't see that? Huh? Get out of here with that mess when you want to be with some stinking, ugly, nasty man. You got to be kidding me. I don't care if you like it or not. I can care less. It's very disturbing. But people who get married, married sex is a beautiful thing. Don't you ever forget it. And, and it's a beautiful thing on up in age. I got 99 problems, but sex ain't one. Sex with my wife ain't one. You say, preacher, I don't like you talking like that. I know, I know I'm embarrassing my children, but uh, one day, hopefully they'll get married and they'll understand. See, it's a great benefit. First of all, it's a blessing. Okay, excuse me. I was reminded of something. First of all, it's a blessing, particularly in the beginning of marriage, when you, you have access to a beautiful woman's body as a man to do with her what you want. The marriage bed, by the way, let me just go ahead and say this. Solomon said it better than I did and more uh, eloquently than me, but the marriage bed is undefiled. Huh? Okay. Uh, so... The marriage bed is undefiled. And so uh, having and being able to have sex multiple times a day and multiple times a week as a young couple is beautiful. And then the babies come. And the, ba the babies look like angels when they come. Okay? And then if you raise them right, and they, they can help you in whatever ministry that you're doing or whatever business you're involved in, they will help you and they'll learn how to work. My daughter Danny, four degrees before she started working on her doctorate, religion, psychology, all of that combined together. She took very smartly and very wisely she took what I taught her business-wise for the family business took it and ran with it so and got a job based upon what she learned here under me and then started her own businesses similar to the business that she learned from the household and she's the richest child in the family able to help me in the ministry financially and able to help her siblings be, and, and by being a blessing to me and helping them to do things I, I really don't uh, uh, 
am not inclined to do. Don't have the energy to do like I used to. And she told me, she said, I'm, uh, uh, I, want to, I want you to rest. She's barely 30 years old. In light of the house that she's living in, her um, uh, what they call uh, her wealth is over a million dollars for sure. Barely 30 years old and driving a new Mercedes and able to help her siblings get started. I don't want her to do everything for them though. And I made that clear. They, they must do like she did. In other words, she didn't go into her field. She took advantage of what she learned as a child growing up in my household and took it and ran with it. Bam! Now she can go ahead and pursue her other dreams because she has the financial backing to do it with. And, and so your children, if you raise them right, can be a blessing to you while they're growing up and let me tell you, fathers and mothers something, uh, have your children to occupy until uh, Jesus comes. Keep your children busy. And uh, she works all the time. She loves to work. Hard-working woman. Okay? And then, and then when they leave home, they'll, they'll still be a blessing to you. I have children right now who are monitoring this service uh, and, and, and helping in the ministry, helping in the business still. And they have their own obligations and jobs and so forth, but they still help. The children have been a blessing. They are a blessing. So sex is good with a woman, men. Thank God for it. That's right. Stop feeling all squeezy, queasy and, and, and nasty about sex. There's nothing nasty about sex. Stop being nervous when people talk about sex in the church. That should be just you and, you know, uh, your marriage and family. That's your business. That's what y'all doing. Yeah, we understand all of that. But we need to talk about it more in the church because uh, you're looking at it on pornography sites. You've joined Ashley Madison. Your children are masturbating looking at people having sex in the church. Some are so-called addicted to it, they say. They can't wait to get back to watch people have sex on a computer screen. But see, what's, what, what, what I'm emphasizing in this campaign is that for married couples to have more sex, first of all, do you know how the Catholic Church uh, grew their church? They don't grow their church by going knocking on doors. Have you ever seen a priest out knocking on doors, witnessing the people? You've never seen that in your life, or nuns either. They may come and, and try to sell some cookies to you or something like that. <coughs> But they don't witness for the Lord. They hardly preach the gospel. They don't worry about the growth of the church. You know why? Because they're having sex. Some are doing it illegally. They have grown their church 
through sex, through having babies. Pastors have encouraged it. That's why so many families have, so many Catholic families have big families. You, if you start a church with 20 families, and each family has 10 children, what you got there? Huh? Mathematician back there. 20 times 10. You have a church of 200 members right there. That's what they have done. They've, they've calculated all that out. And then those children coming out of a big family, they have a big family. Before you know it, you got uh, 400 people in your church. 400 people can carry a church. Then their children and then their grandchildren, before you know it, over time, you have 2,000 members, 3,000 members in the church, 4,000. And they, that's what they have done from the get-go. Children are a blessing of the Lord, my dear friends. If you have had children inside of a marriage and even outside of a marriage, that's a blessing from God. Because the children are not, are not illegitimate. If you have had children outside of the marriage, like I have, uh, before marriage like I have. The children are not illegitimate. The parents are illegitimate. They're wrong. Okay? So, I bless you, if you will, my brothers and sisters. Instead of watching football, instead of stuffing yourself, have sex together. The best exercise in the world, by the way. If you don't work up a sweat having sex, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. I have no clue. I don't know you. If you don't, and, 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 and you know when you're having sex, you need to take, cut the air conditioning off. That's why that boy became famous when he wrote and sung that song, Take Off All Your Clothes. So uh, that's what you need to do, Christian couples. And the, the one of the main reasons why I'm sharing this with you, along with Candace Cameron Burr, because uh, Sister Shirley Caesar is famous for saying, when you leave church, go to your own house. Uh, just because you like what you see up in here, don't be going over and bother anybody. That does not belong to you, sir, ma'am. So when you leave church, <laughs> glory be to God, go to your own house. Don't go to Sister Sylvia's house, to the den of iniquity. Don't go to Bo Peep's house to the den of sin. Go home to your own spouse, not to anybody else's house. I didn't mean to rhyme, but sometimes I rhyme all of the time. One of the best things you can do is have sex with your own spouse and then 
And, and for you women, leave that man empty so he does not even have anything to give anybody else and, and for a while and, uh, but you. And, and you all satisfy one another. And sister girl, you need to stop lying about you can't, you not, he's, he's coming too quickly and won't let you have any, won't get what you want. No, you can get it if you want it, baby. You know that. Stop it. Stop it. No, no, you, 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 you're trying to manipulate your husband. You're trying to play game. You, you, because you hate him, you don't like him, you don't want to give it up and you don't want to get yours. You want to complain and whine. Every man knows and every woman knows. You can get it if you want it. He's not going to stop you from getting it, but you need to get it. <laughs> you need to get it. You need to get it. Because he's going to get his after a while. You need to get yours while you can. Okay? So that you'll hear more about that later on today. The Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. The song of songs, which is Solomon's. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For thy love is better than wine. Now let me tell you something. Oh, I'm not supposed to comment. Because of the salve of thy good ointments, thy name is an ointment poured forth. Therefore do the virgins love thee. Draw me... We will run after thee. The king hath brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. Wow. The upright love thee. I am black but comely. I can go off on that right there too, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the plan. O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon, look not upon me because I am, because the sun hath looked upon me. My mother's children were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but mine own vineyard have I not kept. Tell me. O thou whom my soul loveth, where thou feedest, where thou makest thy flock to rest at noon. For why should I be as one that turneth aside by the flocks of thy companions? If thou know not, O thou fairest among women, go thy way forth by the footsteps of the flock and feed thy kids beside the shepherd's tents. I have compared thee, O my love, to a company of horses in Pharaoh's chariots. Mm -hmm. God help me to refrain from commenting. Thy cheeks are comely with rows of jewels, thy neck with chains of gold. Shall we pray?
it's getting hot in here. Shall we pray? You all right back there? Shall we pray? <laughs> Woo! Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. Have it to find a deep lodging place in our hearts. Help us to love it and to cherish it and to obey it, to live by it and apply it to our lives, to preach it and to teach it unto others, the whole counsel of God, and to preach your holy gospel so others may will be able to come to know your Savior. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, and for his sake, amen. Woo! Oh, yes. Now, mind you, sex is for married people only. Not single people. Not for fornicators. Fornica fornication is out of bounds. It's a sin against God. Not for adulterers. In fact, God says in connection to the verse that talks about marriage is honorable in all in the bed undefiled. Right underneath that it says, and adulterers and whoremongers shall be judged. And God does not play when he says things like that. He does not want you single people having any kind of sex whatsoever homosexual so-called sex lesbian so-called sex that's still evil and wicked and double evil evil is an abomination incest you can't get around it all of that is an abomination in God's sight uh, don't put yourself in that position you will regret it for the rest of your life Especially if you know better. And now you know. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. If you're living, you're standing between the living and the dead. And you may be next. Family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 1007, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge commentary or the Matthew Henry commentary. 
This podcast, my beloved, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book, in the law of God, distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast, therefore, my brothers and my sisters, my friends and my enemies, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, the church, it is my prayer, would be truly revived and the world would be truly awakened by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most important words in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. My dear friend, God gave you a way out of hell. God gave you a way out of the pain and the ugliness of sin in your life. God says, I love you so much, I am going to send my only son, my only begotten son, born of a virgin, who lived a holy and pure life. He never sinned in word, thought, or deed. To be the sacrificial, holy lamb of God, Passover lamb for the entire world. This is a Passover for the Gentiles and uh, the Jews, for everybody. The red, yellow, black, and white, because we're all precious in his sight. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. God allowed all of our sins to roll on him. Our adulteries, our fornications, our lust in our wicked hearts, that Jesus Christ himself, God in the flesh, said, If you lust after a woman in your heart, you have committed adultery already. Are you guilty, sir? I am. I've been guilty of that. And if it were not for the grace of God, I wouldn't be able to stop now. Because God did something when he made a woman. It is the most beautiful creature on earth and so it is a tree in the garden a forbidden tree that we should not do that with we shouldn't lust after it men but let's tell the truth and shame the devil have you ever lied before have you ever stolen anything before have you ever dishonored your parents, disobeyed your parents, 
lied to your parents. Have you dishonored God? By taking his name in vain. Cursing. Using God's name in a curse word. Using now Jesus' name in a curse word. And I want to tell my Jewish brethren out in Hollywood. Don't be using Jesus' name in a curse word anymore. Y'all need to stop that. Because you, you, don't, you don't want anybody using uh, God's name. And we don't want you using Jesus' name in your curse words. In your movies. Like you've been doing. Anyway. Have you ever done that? Have you cursed with God's name in it? Have you sworn and affirmed that God knows I didn't do it? Jesus knows I didn't do it? Have you ever done that while you were lying, trying to cover your own behind instead of telling the truth? You're on your way to a devil's hell. And you will burn in hell forever. If you don't take heed to this passage of scripture... The greatest words ever spoken by the greatest man who ever lived, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave up his only begotten son. And God loves his son even way more than we love ours. But you do understand how, how, how hard that would be to give up your son for some other people. Who don't even love you back. That's hard. For God so loved the world. That he gave up his only begotten son. That whosoever. Red, yellow, black and white. We're all precious in God's sight. No matter what you have done. No matter what you're doing. There's only one sin that God would not receive you on. And will not forgive you about. And that is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And I doubt if you have done that. If you have. You are a devil and you're going to hell. You won't be able to stop, pass, go or do anything. You, you, you're going straight to hell. And because you're doing that on purpose. You got, you got to be doing that on purpose. You have to be doing that on purpose. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. That is the simplest, easiest thing that a man can do. Is believe in Christ. Oh the devil hates it and the devil fights it. And your pride hates it because you just can't believe that all you have to do. Who does God think he is setting up things so easy for me? I want to work for mine. I want, that's the American spirit, by the way. I want to earn it. Um, I don't want anything free. I want to earn my salvation. Well, you can't earn it. You don't have enough time and you can't pay for it because you don't have enough money. So humble yourself down. Cool your heels. 
and, un and, and just receive the gift and be thankful. And there are some people who can't do that. They want to earn it. They want to do something. They can't get their head around the free grace of God. Well, I'm here to tell you, Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You must believe in me. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. That's it. I gave a whole list in an article this morning of religious things that will not save you. Baptism will not save you. Being a member of the church will not save you. Singing in the choir has nothing to do with your salvation. Preaching in the pulpit will not save your soul from hell. Giving thousands of dollars to the ministry and to the church will not save you. Speaking in an unknown tongue is not the evidence of your salvation. Running around the church and shouting and jumping will not save your soul. In the words of Charles McKinney, you'll be shouting and jumping more than that in hell. None of these things can save you. Religion can't save you. Being a volunteer and helping old ladies across the street and giving out bottled water and giving out food to the hungry will not save you. Working miracles, Jesus is going to let you know that when you get there. Working miracles and prophesying will not save your soul. You must believe in the eternal Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is sitting at the right hand of God. And before he left this earth, he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins and the most humiliating and painful death known to mankind. And if you think that he did that, and, you, and, and he's going to let you climb up some other way. That's not happening. Uh -uh. It's about him. It's not about you. It's about your believing in him and trusting in him and confessing your sins and repenting. Not joining a church or sitting in a chair in front of the church and, and, and receiving right hand of fellowship. I received that six or seven times. I, I was lost and on my way to hell and didn't even know it. In church. And I, I knew, I mean, I, I know now that most of the other people in the church were lost and on their way to hell. We were just doing religious activity, which means nothing. The thief on the cross never got down on the cross. The thief on the cross who believed in Jesus Christ was the first man to go to paradise with Jesus. He was not the first man to go to paradise. There were some people who believed on Jesus before he came. And they were in paradise. But this man is the first and only man who went to paradise with Jesus. Because Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He never joined the church. He never got baptized. He never sung in the choir. He never gave a dime in the offering. Never tithed. Never did, gave a $1,000 offering, seed offering, or anything else. <laughs> Woo! He was saved by the grace of God through believing in Jesus Christ. One thief on the cross went to hell. The other one went to paradise, went to heaven with Jesus. Jesus was a soul went on the cross dying for the sins of the world.
he had enough in him while he was dying and the blood was uh, pouring out of his body. He had enough uh, uh, strength to save a soul who was dying with him on the cross. He said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. What a reunion that was. Jesus, when he got to paradise, he, I, I'm sure he said, Jesus, now you died on the cross with me. What's up? What's going on? I told you you're going to be with me in paradise. Son, I forgave you of your sins. I died for your sins. I was buried. And I rose from the dead by the power of God. And how that uh, thief on the cross got saved, that's how you need to get saved. I don't care if you're an executive a CEO, I don't care if you are a Playboy bunny, you're so beautiful, you're Miss USA, uh, how much money you have, or where you graduated from college, I can care less. This is the way you have to go. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So believe in Jesus Christ and get your soul saved today. Follow me in prayer as I pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat it after me, phrase by phrase, believing in your heart, in nothing else, and, pardon me, nobody else, not even yourself, not mom and them. You don't need to call your mother. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not suggesting this. You don't need to call your mama and ask her, is this all right? Because she doesn't know, probably, okay? You need to do this on your own between you and God. Don't call your dad in them. Just go ahead on and get saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ because you know it's true in your heart. You already know it's true. So believe in Jesus Christ in your heart. That he paid your sin debt. He suffered. He bled and he died on the cross. For your sins. Follow me in prayer. Phrase by phrase. And be sincere about it. Holy Father God. I admit that I am a sinner. And that I have done evil in your sight. I have committed some of those sins. If not all of them that the preacher named. And I am guilty before you of committing vile sins throughout my life repeatedly I realize that I'm not good for Jesus Christ's sake please have mercy and grace upon my soul and please forgive me of all of my sins my failures and my faults As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe with all of my heart that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart 
and into my spirit and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins and to turn from my wicked ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his holy name I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, dear friend of mine, rather, if you pray that prayer and you meant it from your heart and you believed in your heart in Jesus Christ, according to Jesus Christ, the word of God that he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That is, when he gave, gave his only begotten son to suffer, bleed, and die on the cross for your sins. As the Lamb of God, as John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. He was buried because he was truly dead and uh, he was raised from the dead by the power of God. No novelist, no writer, not even Shakespeare could have created this in their finite minds. This is the greatest story ever told and it was done by God. If you will, it was written by God. He thought it up. Only God could think of, think up something like this, my friend. And if you believed in Jesus Christ and you prayed that prayer because God said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, then you are now saved. Believe God's word. Don't believe my word on it. Believe what Jesus Christ said. Jesus Christ did not mention you need to get baptized to be saved or to speak in tongues or to volunteer in the church to get saved. Those are some good things to do after you get saved. So dear friends, allow me to say congratulations to you for doing the most important thing in life believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and calling on his name. Now to help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com. And read my book. You'll see it on the site. Titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Uh, it is based upon the words of Jesus Christ who said, I am the door, meaning that Jesus Christ is the door to salvation. If you believe in him, he's the door to heaven. He's the door to peace. He's the door to joy in your life. And uh, this little book gives you uh, several steps of what you need to do next after you have entered through the door
of Jesus Christ by believing in him. It will help you to grow and give you next steps as to what you should do as a newly born again Christian. There's another book beside it titled What to Do, no, titled How to Get Saved from Hell Straight from the Bible, which will solidify what you just did and give you a better understanding of what you just did. Also, email us and let us know that you got saved today so that we can rejoice with you and start praying for you and put you on our prayer list. If you have a prayer request, send that in to the same email, dw3 at gospelightsociety.com or whatever email is on your platform. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, we're going to resume our uh, service already in progress, the standing between the living and the dead service. And this will be your first Bible study lesson for those of you who got saved today. Today, beloved, we are reading Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judas and his brethren, uh, and uh, Judas begot Phares and Zerah of Thamar, and Phares begot Ezram, and Ezram begot Aram, and Aram begot Aminadab, and Aminadab begot Naasson, and Naasson begot Salmon, and Salmon begot Boaz of Rahab, and Boaz begot Obed of Ruth, and Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king, and David the king begot Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias, and Solomon begot Robum, and uh, Robum begot Abiah, and Abiah begot Asa, and Asa begot Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat begot Joram, and Joram begot Ozias, and Ozias begot Joatham, and Joatham begot Achaz, and Achaz begot Ezekias, and Ezekias begot Manassas, and Manassas begot Amon, and Amon begot Josias, and Josias begot Jeconias, and his brethren about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias begot Salathiel, and Salathiel begot Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel begot Abiud, and Abiud begot Eliakim, and Eliakim begot Azor, and Azor begot Sadak, and Sadak begot Achim, and Achim begot Eliud, and Eliud begot Eleazar, and Eleazar begot Mathan, and Mathan begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are fourteen generations.
and from David until the carrying away into Babylon are fourteen generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are fourteen generations. Now, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I have read in your hearing uh, with great excellence, by the grace of God, Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. Now, here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. And today we're coming from Dr. Matthew Henry's commentary. Very interesting statements here from Dr. Matthew Henry. Concerning this genealogy of our Savior, observe the chief intention. It is not a needless genealogy. And let me say here, nothing with God, nothing about God, nothing about Jesus Christ, nothing about the Bible, the Word of God is needless. Get that out of your mind. You got that in your mind from the devil and from your flesh, your sinful nature. Okay? All prayer is needful if it's prayed in sincerity. And watch this, no matter how boring it may sound. Okay? All reading of Holy Scripture, like that genealogy. This is our fourth time reading that. It's not needless. It is necessary. And yes, I do believe that there are generational curses, but Jesus Christ can break them uh, because Jesus Christ, and I say this very uh, circumspectly and respectfully, Jesus Christ's genealogy is, is uh, uh, he had some motley crew members in his genealogy but they couldn't touch him because he was born of God okay there were some whoremongers and some whores in that genealogy okay that's real talk some whoremongers and some whores, a mixed race group of people as well. Which is nothing wrong with that, but some of the sins these people uh, committed were ghastly, uh, ungodly, wicked. But Jesus was born of these generations. And if anybody broke the curse, it was him. The curse, the generational curses. And he died for their sins in his genealogy and for our sins. He died for his mother's sins. He died for his father's, his earthly father, his stepfather. 
And so Dr. Matthew Henry goes on to say, it is not a vainglorious genealogy as those of great men often are. You know King Charles III can go back over a thousand years or more of his genealogy. It's all written down. Uh, It proves that our Lord Jesus Christ is of the nation and family out of which the Messiah was to arise. People needed to know that. The Jews needed to know that. The promise of the blessing was made to Abraham and his seed of the dominion to David and his seed. It was promised to Abraham that Christ should descend from him. Second Samuel 7.12 Psalm 89.3 Psalm 132.11, and therefore, unless Jesus is a son of David and a son of Abraham, and you know he was a son of Adam, there's another genealogy that even takes it all the way back to Adam. For Jesus Christ is the second Adam who did not sin. He is not the Messiah if he didn't come from David, through David, and through Abraham. Because of the uh, uh, covenants that were made by God with those two men. Now this is here proved from well-known records. Do you know there are people today who, who have the records of the Jews going all the way back uh, to David? I don't know if they got it all the way going on. Well, all the way back to, to David and I think to Abraham. Living today, there are people who do that. Uh, They have the records. When the Son of God was pleased to take our nature, he came near to us in our fallen, wretched condition, coming from a long line of sinners. And I believe God, see, God, he does not just do things. God does things with a purpose. It is significant that there are two whores in the genealogy of Christ. No wonder uh, uh, Mary Magdalene followed him. She was a whore. Whoremongers too. David, adulterer, and others who have committed gross sexual sins. That does not mean you ought to go out and be a whore and a whoremonger, okay? If you think of that way, see, uh uh-huh, I can go ahead on and look at my pornography and join Ashley Madison. No, you can't. You learn from the Old Testament and the New Testament understanding. The Bible says in the New Testament understanding, we learn from those in the Old Testament. Not to, not to continue to do what they did wrong in the Old Testament. That's what education ought to do for you. See, the greatest education in the world is the reading of the Bible. Whoever taught you how to read, you need to thank them for teaching you how to read. Because you can read the Bible and get your soul set free. That's real talk. There's no education without the Bible. 
Zippo. One judge, I think he graduated from an Ivy League school himself. He said he will not hire the Harvard lawyers who want to come and train on him and the, and the Yale lawyers. You know why he won't hire them? Because they believe in cancellation of ideas and thoughts and words. He said they, they don't just believe it, they practice it. They will, any contrary thought, they will counsel not only you, they'll counsel your thought. These things are not so to be. Now when they start canceling your thoughts and your arguments and what you say, you are canceled. But he was perfectly free from sin, Jesus Christ, being the Son of God. Not Joseph, of God. Remember now, Joseph was a stepfather. He was not the father. God is the father. And while we read the names in his genealogy, we should not forget how low the Lord of glory stooped to save the human race. How low did he go for us? My, my, my. He went very low. He went down into the gutter. And I oftentimes have told you people, Jesus Christ was the first man in a hurry. <laughs> you hear me? Jesus Christ was the first man in a hurry. He, 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 he did, he wanted to come and do what he wanted to do. But that, I mean, he had to stoop very low. Down to the dust, down to the dirt. To be criticized and persecuted by his own people and the own and his own religious crowd the Jews called everything but a child of God and he was he, he, technically he's the only child of God the son of God called a liar put on a mock trial phony trial even Pilate and somebody needs to investigate. Did Pilate get saved? Because Pilate like a saved man up in there with Jesus. I still want Denzel Washington to play Pilate. I, 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 I know Pilate may not, may not have been black. But Denzel Washington, a black man, can pull it off. He can pull it off. Anyway. Pilate said, I, I wrote what I wrote. It's going to stay there. King of the Jews. In multiple languages. Y'all do whatever y'all want. I called him the king of the Jews. And so, my dear friends, uh, remember, everything God does is for a purpose. Even these what you might call boring genealogies. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 through 3 as we move over to the family verses what I have dubbed the family verses the commandments of God to the family. 
Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Children, even if you're grown children, honor your parents and uh, obey the good things your parents taught you from the Word of God. And parents always remember to refer your children to God and to the Lord. Keep your marriage on that plane as well. Keep the Lord in the midst. And, uh, and keep their minds on the Lord, that whatever they do, they're doing it before the Lord. Don't make it a personal thing, a flesh and blood thing. Now, there are some in the family who would like for you to do that, because they like playing on that ground, on that, <clears throat> on that field. That's their home field. They have the home field advantage. You keep them on God's ground and in God's stadium with the word of God in prayer. And so, so therefore, they're fighting against God. They're not fighting against you. Don't let them fight. Don't let them draw you into a fleshly fight. You always keep them on God's turf where God is watching between uh, you and them. And you let them know it's, it's about you and God. And even when they get grown, it's about wh whatever you do is between you and God. God sees you. See, one of the reasons why I can easily commit my children to God as grown children. First of all, I left it all on the field. I did my job. I did, I did my part for the glory of God. And I loved doing it. And God gave me the ability and the grace and the mind to do it His way. It was, no, it was not anything complicated. Uh, I, I kept it in His, according to His way, according to His word. Not my way or their way. And so it didn't matter to me who got mad about my wife getting mad or children getting mad about what I say and what I do. I did it God's way. And I understood my authority. And husband and father, you need to understand your authority under God. And I've always said this to you. And I've said it for myself. Since I am going to have to answer to God for my wife and children, guess what? It's going to go my way. And some of you men, like my father that I love very much, you're too easy. You, you're too quick to compromise God's word and hearken to the voice of your wife and hearken to the voice of your children and they all turn out to be hellions in your house embarrassing God, Jesus and you you're too lenient no you got to fix your mentality to focus on what God wants and what God says sir and it doesn't matter how huffy and puffy and silent treatment your wife puts on and your huffy and puffy your teenagers are. So that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 
And, and even if they got bitterness in the heart after they leave, so be it. You better do it God's way because you're going to have the answer to God. So when I get up in the morning and look in the mirror at myself, I don't have any guilt about how I raised my family and how I led my wife. I don't have any guilt whatsoever. I, I just was not going to have it. And I have one of the most proud, stubborn, rebellious wives in the world. And I've told her that many times. My children know it and God knows it. She's got Jamaican and Chinese and black and white blood running through her vein. You mix all of that together, you, uh, you got something you got to deal with. Okay? And so, uh, and I've seen many Jamaican women ruin pastors and churches and men and husbands and, and divorce them, leaving them with nothing. But she got the wrong one because I don't roll like that. And I never have, by the grace of God, for any woman. Because I'm, I'm going to do what God tells me to do. I want you to adopt that attitude. And your wife and your children will appreciate it later on, down the road, by and by. All, you know, all children are going to have some kind of bitterness or misgivings about their parents or whatever. But you, you let that be. And you, you, you let them go on and live their life and, and, let, and pray for them to get married. We'll see. We'll see how much you talk then. Pray, pray that they get married. And they have a son who is demon possessed. And, and, and they'll see the reason why you have to whip their butts. They may not like it now, but once they have their own child, their own children, and they start acting ugly like them, some parents trip me out uh, acting like, you know, they don't know where this evil comes from. It comes from you. You were evil. Your wife was evil. Now you want your children to be angels all the time. You're going to get yours. You're going to reap what you sow, son, sir, ma'am. They should not be as bad as you, but they're going to be bad too. In the church, you fake sweet evangelicals with all of this foolishness that y'all be lying about how wonderful and how intact your family is you lying devil all kinds of hell is going on in your sweet evangelical family look at me real good don't bow your head yet it's not time to pray and you know it but you're, you're, you're specialists you are specialists in hiding things and being hypocrites and phonies and, and acting like the Adams family at home and the Brady Bunch at church. You liars. You're a liar. Your feet ain't made and your heart pumps peanut butter. So there. Stop it. Let it all hang out. You, you can probably keep the marriage together and the family together if you tell the truth as you go. And be transparent. And cut this foolishness out. And stop doing the silent treatment and have sex every day for a while like I'm telling all of you married people and I know I know my some of my older brethren in the Lord don't like for me to say things like this but you're horny because you won't have sex with the marriage partner that God gave you so every behind you see uh, men you want to jump it 
in the church and outside of the church. This is why you get caught up in text scandals. Saying things behind that text screen that you know you would not say in front of her husband. Because he would kill you. You know you won't say to her face. Because she might kill you. Or she might do worse and go along with you. That's how you get caught up in this mess. Because you're not taking care of business at home. You always think that the grass is greener on the other side and it's not. In fact, as soon as you jump the fence, it's going to turn dark brown. Once you step foot on that beautiful green grass you have seen, it was a mirage. It's going to die. And you're going to die with it. You keep messing with God. You say, God, God will kill us if, I, if I'm his child and I continue sin? Yes, God has killed many Christians, thousands. <laughs> I, I say that that way because you people don't believe God. You don't fear God. You think you can play with God, and I'm here to tell you he will chastise you. If you don't take heed of that, you want to continue on with your Ashley uh, Madison uh, foolishness, he'll take you home. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it, man. Because he does not play. He'll take you out of here. So, this afternoon... You go home with your spouse at your house, as Shirley Caesar said. Go to your own house. God has provided you what you need there. If you're single, get mad if you, if you want to have sex. Don't commit fornication. Sneak it over to somebody's hotel you think nobody knows and people know about it. Uh, more people know about it than you think. And I want to tell my children and all other children, you don't have to tell a discerning parent what you're doing. You can hide it all you want to and lie about it and have secret babies and abortions and, 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 and think you're getting by all you want to. God will tell your parents what you have done, what you're doing, even when you're afraid to talk to them face to face. Or on the phone. God will tell you. I don't have to tell my mother anything. She knows what I'm doing. She knows what I have done. One time I confessed something to my mother. That, that, uh, that I had done wrong. And uh, we were riding in the car. Riding in her Mercedes. And, uh, and, and she looked at me. And said, you are not to tell anybody that. You ought to keep some things that you uh, have done in the grave. Until, until the grave. Take it to the grave. That's what she said. I said, Mom, I'm not gonna, I, I can't live like that. I'm not going to do that. Now, y'all been doing that. I'm not doing that. Because I understood what God has shown me for years. That transparency is, an, is, 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 is a... Uh, mock of a Christian. God uses the people who are willing to confess their sins, their faults, and their failures. Now, I, I, the, my mother would be the last person on earth I would like to tell her something like that, but I did. Told her. My dad tried to take the blame for something I did many years ago. He did. Sitting in his chair, his easy chair. 
I believe a tear fell from his eye. He tried to, tried to take the blame for something evil I did. And I had to tell him. I said, no. I said, not this time. I said, I'm a grown man. I did that. And I'm at fault, not you. Oh, well, I mean, I could have gone along with it and said, well, you didn't raise me right. And he didn't. He didn't, he didn't whip me. My dad never whipped me. He never whipped me in his life. He loved me too much, loved the other children. He loved the girls more than he loved me and my brother. One time he did break down the bathroom door coming after me. I thought I was going to die that night. Because you must understand, my dad was 400, almost 400 pounds. His fist was twice as big as mine. And he was an athlete, baseball player back in the day. His fist was almost as big as my head at the time when I was running off at the mouth trying to get myself all uh, groomed up, ready to go to the club using his car, using the preacher's car, which he let me use, which he should have never let me use it. Because I took it whole-mongering and stealing beer when we didn't have any money. And blasting out, I changed it from his nice, sweet Christian uh, radio station to the darkest, loudest rock and roll, uh, soul, music, Isley Brothers, Confunction, uh, The Emotions, and cut it up as high as possible. He tried to lovingly, he told me two things, he told us uh, two things, and like, but he told me two things for sure. He said, boy, when I get in the car in the morning and go to work, you got that music blasting. You can't hear what's going on around you. The other thing he told me, don't sit in front of the television like that so close you're going to go blind. I don't, know, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how he became a doctor of all of this stuff. You're going to blow your eardrums out. Well, Dad, I never did that, so... Your uh, your doctor's degree was not, but you. I understood what he was saying. I understand what he's saying now. He should have never let me use his car. I would have never let my son use my car, being as evil as I was. But anyway, my dear friends, uh, fathers be fathers. Children be children, and do what God has. You don't have to agree. Even when you when you get grown, you don't have to agree. But you don't have to be evil, and mean, and disrespectful, and nasty about it either. Especially if you have at least one good parent. At least respect that one. At least do that. But you should respect both. All right. Let's pray for others. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all people who name the name of Christ. Forgive us of our wicked sins of not obeying your great commandment and not obeying your great commission. And help us to repent of not being the kind of people who love you supremely and who love people like we love ourselves and then not 
loving them enough to witness to them. Lord, we have failed you in today's church. We have failed you, Lord Jesus, and we have failed the family. We have failed the church. We have failed the nation, and we have failed the world by not doing the simple commandments, the simple mandates that you have given to us. Have mercy and grace upon such wretched people as we are, and please forgive us of our sins and help us to repent and help us to change. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray now for, yes, the millions, but I pray, Lord, for a few of the people who are hurting and mourning in Florida and due to the coronavirus plague and other plagues. We pray for the family and friends of South Carolina resident Janice Brock. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident DeAnthony Dorsey. We pray for the family and friends of Oklahoma resident Natalie Smith. And we pray, Lord, for those who are new on the prayer list. And we pray, Lord, for uh, not only these, but the thousands of others who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. Lord, you know who they are. Thank you for thousands of answers to prayer. Thank you for giving us your grace and strength, your energy, and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray for people by name and according to their needs. And Lord, we pray for all of these people that you will help them to continue to pray for themselves and help us to pray, continue to pray for them as we pray right now for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. And we pray the, uh, those same prayer, uh, we pray that same prayer for these a few new people on the prayer list by name. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi, and we join him in thanking you for the great services, understanding, Lord, that you're the one who provides great services. By your grace and by your Holy Ghost and by your Holy Word and through prayer, uh, we pray for the Congoli Church and for the souls saved and people healed and delivered. We thank you, Lord, for doing that. Please bless and provide for the widows. Please bless the youth. Seminar, revival, and open-air market witnessing and preaching. Please provide them with the ten iron sheets for uh, the Nasyanda church roof. Save the witch doctors' souls who are trying to hinder their efforts in ministry as they did in the early church. We pray, Lord, for Henry. Please bless him with the money he needs to buy church land. Rhonda, please deliver her from depression. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of your holy gospel, your holy good news from this pulpit and through this ministry. Help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and to be the Christians you want them to be. We pray, Lord, for the thousands who have made professions of faith in you through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry as well. We pray for Risper. Jared, Milka, Ellen, and Lillian. We pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you, Jeffrey, Valerie, Stephen, Pearl, and Hansel as well. 
We commit all of these souls into your hands as well as our souls. Uh, because, Lord, we know that you care for us. And we thank you for caring for us and for loving us. Thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy towards us. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Until next time, Lord willing, I'll see you tonight around 7-ish or a little bit before, a little bit after. And uh, until then, you pray without ceasing. And by the grace of God, uh, read the Bible. Keep your mind on the Lord. Uh, if you're married, if you're blessed to be married, have sex with your spouse every day for the next 21 days. When you feel a little bit hungry, drink, drink a shake. And uh, make sure you take a vitamin so that you can keep on going. And uh, get back sex with your spouse, even in a bad marriage. It's very, very helpful, uh, helpful and uh, very healthy for you. Uh, you. You need to uh, uh, be about that. God will bless you in it. God will bless your relationship in it. You'll even feel a little bit closer even though you don't like each other that much. And, uh, and so, husbands, do your job. You don't have to worry about your wife. She'll be ready. And if, you, and if, you, if you get her ready, she'll, she'll be ready. She, she can go along. She'll go along with you uh, if you lead her. And uh, you take care of business. And, uh, and don't be thinking that it's something dirty or nasty or filthy. And like that. You, you got that from your flesh. You got that from your sinful nature and from the evil you did in the past. You're still suffering from some of the guilt the, of the evil you did in the past. See, that's not God. The, bed, the marriage bed is undefiled. And I'm not talking, listen to me. You do as you please. I'm not talking about your... Uh, uh, being married to somebody else after a divorce for n with no grounds, uh, you're still going to have a whole lot of guilt uh, right there, okay? If you know you got, you divorced and you got married, unless you didn't know about what Jesus said before that, then you can probably get, get by with it because you were ignorant, but those of you who knew what Jesus Christ said and you got a divorce anyway for no reason and you marry somebody else's wife and all of y'all are committing adultery, you're living in adultery. You, you need to, you'd be better off trying to get that woman out of your bed and back to husband and you get your wife back. If you can do that. Now you can talk, talk I, you don't need to come talk to me about any details on that. You need to talk with a pastor who believes the Bible. Okay, I'm just telling you Contrary to, I know this is burst your bubble. You were all right until I said this. But, but uh, right is right and wrong is wrong now. Uh, unless you did not know, you, you should be okay if you did not know because you did it in ignorance. Nobody told you. No pastor loved you enough to tell you the truth. You cannot get out of your marriage and then marry somebody else. Divorce somebody, no fault divorce, which is easy to get. You can get it for $39 now, I hear. And, and then you go marry somebody else. You are living in adultery. And some of you knew that before you got married to somebody else. 
I said, you're, Jesus said you're living in adultery. Well, I, I believe God will forgive us and so forth and so on. God forgave you of the initial sin of adultery, yes. But you chose to live in it. That means you are living in it every day. You're sinning every day against God. Now, unless you confess it every day and repent of it every day and, and, and have fruits of repentance, like get out of that marriage, that, that bogus marriage you're in, and try to get back with your wife or your husband and, 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 and stay, or stay single until you do. Like Charles Stanley, I don't know how he did it. He did it by the grace of God. For sure. God, and God can and will give you the grace to do the right thing. He didn't, he didn't. The reason why we honor Charles Stanley because he did not um, marry anybody else. He stayed single. Okay? Sex is for people who are married and God will bless the sex life if you stay with your first wife. And that includes your husband too, but I, I felt like rhyming, okay? I rhyme all the time, sometimes. I don't mean to, okay? And so, uh, you got the right one, baby. Just make the best of a bad situation. Who sung that, Gladys Knight? Huh? Gladys Knight and the Pips. I, don't, I still don't know what a Pip is. Uh, it's too close to pimps to me, but that's what they, they, they call their group. Gladys Knight of Pips. Now, she can show, sing that song. She can sing today. She has a very unique voice. And she sung a song, I believe, let's make the best out of a bad situation. And that's what you need to do. See, and you have to be a Christian, a born-again Christian, to make the best out of a bad situation. Only Christians can do that, really. God gives them the grace to make any circumstances, any situation, into a good situation. I must go. I'll be back tonight if the Lord tarries is coming and if we live and he says the same. If he tells me to stay in the bed, I'll do that. Because he's already given me liberty and leeway after preaching every day almost for seven years. And so uh, some days you, you may be looking for me. I may not be there. I might be lying down in the bed. But anyway, we will be, if the Lord Tarras is coming and we live, we will be having communion tonight. So confess your sins and repent. If you're married legally before God, you can still have sex. It's not anything dirty. If you say something you have no business saying while in the throes of sex, then you confess that as sin. Ask God to forgive you, and he'll cleanse you up, and you'll be ready for communion. God bless you, my dear friends. Until next time, pray without ceasing. Confess your sins. Get ready for communion. Get your grape juice. Get your wine. Red, dry wine. Not white wine. You can't take communion with white wine. It's, the blood is red, okay? Uh, and get you some uh, unleavened uh, little crackers if you don't have the little manufactured uh, showbread, communion bread that you can get from the store. Okay? 
and you pray for me as well. God bless you. We'll see you next time.